0: Now, now, yes, yes. Okay, so you guys heard me once, but anybody online, uh, welcome uh, to Oakton. Glad you guys are here. And, you know, just, we don't let these little things get to us right. And we're here to praise the Lord and learn about Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, good deal. So today, I'm going to be kind of reviewing a little bit and kind of. Not necessarily talking exactly about what Pastor Jim and Pastor Kent talked about, but just kind of adding on. If you remember, Pastor Kent had the big plants up here, a table like this, and had the big, fancy, you know, very nice plants, you know, over here. And then the ones that just maybe not so nice on this side. And you guys remember when he took the one plant away and you really saw how maybe this other plant really needed some work. You guys are following me? If you don't know what I'm talking about online, you can go back and and watch those. And then I'm also going to be hitting a little bit of what Jim talked about last week. And I'm sure that they're going to get the sound figured out, so I'm just going to keep talking, okay? Uh, (laughs) By the way, last week... Thank you for those that reached out. I missed you guys. We missed you guys. Had the opportunity to speak at a uh, First Assembly in town. And so I appreciated that opportunity and, and we were blessed by that. So thank you to all you guys that reached out to us. And uh, it's not like us to miss. So whenever we weren't here and we didn't really tell everybody that we weren't going to be here. So uh, appreciate those that uh, reached out to us and, and checked on us. And then uh, also I'm going to be sharing just a little bit about some of the training that we did here at oakton on the 10th and the 11th of this month Uh, it was kind of a church planting class seminar thing he's going to get it i know he's going to get it (laughs) let's go ahead and uh, pray right now father god you are bigger than all things So right now, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into this place. I ask that you move amongst us now. Lord, I ask that all these little details, we're not going to concern about them. We hand them over to you. We cast them to you so they are no longer ours. We surrender them to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here. We know your word says we're two or more gather. Well, we are here, so we are in expectation of your presence to be here also. We are in expectation that you're going to move amongst us. And we, as we open up your word today, that it is going to speak to us because we know it is alive and active and we fully believe that today. I praise you and I thank you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So one of the things that Pastor Kent talked about was remaining in the vine. And to refresh us on that, I want us to turn to John chapter 15. So if you got your Bibles today, John chapter 15. I'm going to be reading this scripture out of the ESV. I grew up on NIV and New King James. So whenever I get to talking too fast, I, my, my memory takes over and I mess it up Uh, because of of how I memorize verses, but today I'm going to try to read it slow so that I don't mess it up out of the ESV. John chapter 15, starting in verse 4. I take that back. I'm reading it from verse 1. (laughs) Sorry. I highlighted from 4, but I'm going to read from verse 1. Okay. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it might bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches." My disciples, as the father has loved me, so I have loved you abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. That sounds good, doesn't it? I don't know about you guys, but I want I want to be full of joy. Especially if it comes from the Lord. And so I want to read another scripture, verse 8. I'm going to back up to verse 8. By this my Father is glorified. Whatever we do, we are to honor Him. Yes? Not to to have self-gain, but to honor Him. My Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so prove to be my disciple. And before that it said, without Him you can do nothing. So what are we here today to learn? Did we come today because we're lacking and we need something? Did we come today because we need refreshed and renewed? Did we come to get our cup full? I don't know what everybody came in here with. But all three of those sound good for a reason to be here. Maybe we just came to grow a little closer Maybe we came because part of what we're called to do is to remain connected to Christ. And this world that is our temporary home sometimes is ugly, right? We've all all had something, I'm sure, this week that we could chalk up as a little ugly. But guess what? The victory is in Jesus when we stay connected. Amen? Amen? Amen. So we're going to dig into this a little bit, and that's exactly what. uh, Whenever Pastor Kent gave this a few weeks ago, I was sitting there and I'm like, "Yes, I'm I'm making notes." And and I thought it was because he was going to ask me to pray at the end and you know throw a little uh, and this is what I thought into it, right? But no, he said, "How about you just preach on it?" And so here I am. I'm I'm adding to, I'm I'm uh, compounding it and making it more. Okay. So what is fruit? As I was studying this, I found this interesting. The reason I, I, I have a new fire Bible, I love it by the way, ESV. That's why I started reading out of ESV, and it has a good definition of spiritual fruit. Okay, so we think we know this, but this is a good good explanation. I want to I want to read it to you. In spiritual terms, produce fruit means to show outward evidence. What can be seen, right? What can be seen, outward evidence of true inward faith, what God's doing on the inside, through visible growth in character, compassion, and godly behavior. So I'm going to read it one more time. To produce fruit means to show outward evidence of true inward faith through visible growth in character, compassion, and godly behavior. Is that us today? We're going to get a chance to do a lot of self-reflection, okay? So if, if that's not us, I'm glad we're here. If that is us at Oakton, well, good job. Let's keep doing it. No time to be slacking, right? I don't, I don't think our Christian walk is ever a, uh, you don't just get to go skating, right? You don't just get to kind of float, right? You're either incline or decline. You always got to be doing something. And so while we're here today, let this be the day that we are refreshed, that we are renewed, our cup is full. The Holy Spirit does fill us. We are recentered on him today, connected to the vine, so that when we leave here today, we can say yes, I'm walking in the Spirit, day in day out, I'm walking in the Spirit, and the fruit will be there. And so I was going along this, I thought, well, okay, well, you guys all know the fruit of the spirit, which you don't have to go there, but it's Galatians 5:22 and 23. You guys know it. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I was pointed out by someone I respect dearly that it is not fruits. It's fruit. It's a whole package. So if you have the Holy Spirit in you, and maybe there's something like one that that, uh, uh, if you know me very well, sometimes patience is not the most thing, especially when my five-year-old is, you know, ticking that exact nerve, right? I have to work on my patience. But as I was was explaining this to to my buddy, he said, well, you can't pick and choose. You don't get to pick and choose which ones you're going to have and which ones you're not because it's the whole package. So maybe today you're like me and there's some of these things, oh yeah, I can be kind when I want to be, you know, I can have joy. I got peace whenever I'm not stressed. You know, we always add something to it, don't don't we? We always add something. And so today, maybe that's why we're here. Maybe today, what is it, the twenty second of January of twenty twenty three, we are here today because maybe one of these fruit of the Spirit is lacking. And that's what we need to get recentered on today. So I came up uh, through my studies, I came up with this list. And it's kind of a good list. And, and I was kind of telling Miss Norma, if you guys heard me preach very much, I'm not very good at doing PowerPoints. Pastor Kent is awesome at his PowerPoints. He's even translating them and all this stuff. I'm doing pretty good if I get it done, you know, ready to give Miss Norma the title and the scripture for the bulletin. Okay? So, but, happens to be today we have a PowerPoint. So they're going to be up there, and I'm going to go through these things. And this is a good kind of a checklist for us. I got four things. Now, while I'm reading these and explaining these, see where you fit. If there's something in these four, there's more. I mean, you guys can just keep digging and digging and digging as you grow from your your milk to the meat, as you grow in your maturity in Christ. There's all types of things you can do to to remain in the vine. These are four just kind of generic, basic ones. But the reason I thought it was important, some of you might go, that's a no-brainer. I get it. But the reason I thought it was important is because I'm willing to say that in my life, I don't walk in every one of these Every day. And see, we're called to walk in the Spirit day in, day out. Right? So let's go through them. The first one I have for you uh, it says, spend time reading and studying God's Word so that His truth gets into our hearts and our minds and continually serves as a guide for our actions. And so I hope you guys know. I, I thought I had the PowerPoint. Oh, anyway, so you've got to have to remember it. Okay, so being in the Word daily. You know, a lot of us in the church, we're doing on the, on the Bible app. We got the, you know, uh, Bible in a year. And I love, uh, I know Miss Maranatha, I don't know where she went. Uh, thank you, Miss Maranatha, she's always commenting, and Miss Letitia Fry is always commenting, and a few of you others. I love seeing that, so if you guys want to be a part of that, uh, just reach out to me, and, and we got to friend each other on the Bible app, you know, and then uh, we can kind of go through that together. But it's so neat seeing that. So yes, that's one way through the Bible app. I also think this is important. You know, tools are good, but the written word, getting into the written word Doing your highlights, doing your tabs, doing your, your marks, whatever it is, journaling, being in the word daily. There it is. Doesn't that look good? I gotta give Miss Norma credit. She gave me the background. All I did was type, but Miss Miss Norma took care of me. Okay, so daily. Second thing. Maintain a positive habit of prayer, which involves listening to Jesus and drawing strength from him. If you were here last week, you heard Pastor Jim give uh, an awesome sermon, and then we talked about prayer, right? Pray, 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 pray some more. I might add in a couple. But then, what's the next part? Pray and listen. That's important. And we need to be doing this every day. And then the third one, obeying His commands, which demonstrates true love for Christ and includes loving each other. And that's the rest of what Pastor Jim's sermon is. We're going to pray. We're going to pray some more. Then we're going to pray and listen. Then we're going to receive. And then we're going to do. And we're going to fulfill what God calls us to do. And that is to put Him first. Love you, Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself, right? We've heard this. But do we do it? Sometimes it's easy to do it the people I get along with, the people that I agree with, you know, the people that I, I'm pretty sure that they think the same way I do and it's no big deal. Or I found it easier to pray with a complete stranger at a gas station in Kansas City. Because I'll probably never run into them again. But what about the person we work with? What about the person that we see all the time? What about a family member? Do we pray, listen, receive, and do? Do we love people as Christ has called us to love? The way He loves. And number four, keep our lives spiritually clean by remaining in God's Word, resisting temptation, and following the Holy Spirit's direction. We are called to walk in the Spirit day in, day out now there's no there's no but what if I'm tired or you guys have heard the term hangry what if I haven't had much to eat that doesn't count okay jesus didn't say if you're hangry my wife's giving me a look I wasn't going to call her out but since she's given me the look you know <laughs> jesus said day in day out And so maybe today we need to say, make a commitment. I know last week you guys had an awesome altar time and the hundred that came up, there is a sign out sheet up there. If you were a part of that hundred or email Miss Norma, if you want to be a part of that hundred, I'm believing that we could have more than a hundred. Okay, so if the sign up sheet is full, you flip that over and you just keep on putting your name down. But if you're committed to prayer, I challenge you to commit to listen, receive, and do. Just as Pastor Jim preached last week. And does this seem hard? You guys think this is hard? Sometimes. I'm a guy that admits it. Sometimes it's hard. I don't want to walk in love. We were driving in traffic, and somebody passed us on the median. If I would have been over about another half a foot, he probably would have killed us all. And he was going about eighty past me on the medium. My flesh came out. <laughs> okay, I'm, that was an opportunity. Good thing he didn't hear. He didn't know my thoughts because he was gone. But my first thought was, I'm going to run him down, you know. And uh, now, then I'm going to tell him my thoughts. But yet, my little boy's in the back seat. We're watching. And I didn't cuss. But I said poop. (laughs) Yeah. And my little three-year-old goes, poop. I said, man, he's not even listening. He's, (laughs) But not all the time. This is not, this is, if it was easy, the whole world would do it, right? Jesus calls us. To be his disciples, he calls us to walk a different step than the world does. It even says, What good is it if you're only nice to the people who are nice to you? Don't even pagans do that. We are called to make a difference. We are called to be the salt of the earth, the light on a hill. That's what we are called to do. And we don't get the excuse, but I was hangry or I was tired. And so today, maybe we all came in with a little hangry or something like that. Well, let today be the day we, we release it. Let's recenter on Christ today. Victory, as Pastor Kent preached, is looking and following Jesus. And in order to have victory, we got to remain in the vine. As we read in John chapter 15... And this is where I came up with the the title. I I, I think it's in the bulletin probably. But healthy plants naturally produce fruit. I thought, you know, if we are healthy believers and we walk in the Spirit day in, day out, I think it will naturally come. There's going to be a point where that car cuts us off or there's something happens where normally the old person... You know, I like to joke around. You guys heard me say that like the Joe Costley in the B.C. days before Christ, he would have reacted this way over here. But the new creation in Christ, he doesn't do that. We cast our anxieties to him, throw them away. So if somebody said, yeah, you know, I, I a devotion the other day and I think I've, I've said this before. But if somebody said, I think I shared it with the youth, uh, you know, you want the keys to my Jeep. And I say, Nope. I tossed them to Justin. You can't have them because he has them. You got to go see him for the keys to my Jeep. If somebody, if Satan tries to come in and remind us of the worries and the anxieties of life, we as the believer to say, "Get behind thee, Satan. I gave those to the Lord. You got to go see him about those." That's the way we should be walking. Do we get it right every time? No, but it's not an excuse to just give up, right? We should still be stepping out. We should still be bold. We should still desire to to want to go and do more and and be more like Christ. One of the things that uh, I was thinking about as I was going through this, if you're not seeing the results of the fruit in your life, we still got these four up here. Look at these four. The Holy Spirit might have gave you a a check in the Spirit on one of these. And if you're doing two out of the four, you're halfway. Three out of the four, you're close. But if you want to see that fruit in your life, you desire that, then I encourage you to just take take a look at these. Maybe there's one that you could step out in. Maybe there's one you could do more. Yeah, you're reading, but are you studying? Yeah, I pray before meals, right, and before bed. I have to change it up with my boys before bed because they just about mock me, you know, the same thing. So we change it up a little bit, and, and uh, you know, Dalton's old enough. He prays now, and he, he goes through the certain things, and then he prays whatever's on his mind. You know, it could be a dog, it could be a girl or a friend, it could be, you know, whatever it is that happens, he, have, he, he has his own prayers. But what if we prayed more than just at our meals, one of the things one of the speakers said at the the training we did and it stood out to me he said before he he sits down in a restaurant he's about to get the food he said he'll ask the waitress or waiter we're about to pray for this food how could we pray for you too imagine what difference that would be now you better leave a good tip too okay <laughs> don't 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 be asking about prayer and then and then looking cheap okay that's not going to that's probably not going to get him in the door Right, or a chance to, to witness to him again. That wasn't in the notes. That's extra. So, as we keep going here, stay connected to the vine. Healthy plants produce fruit. Healthy believers will naturally, naturally produce fruit when we remain connected to Jesus Christ. And I'm, here in just a second, if you want to go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 16. And this one I'm going to be reading out of the Amplify because I really like it. But as you're turning there, I have a simple question. We're going simple today. What would you call a disciple? I picked this up from the training tier. I would think that I kind of knew what I thought I put lamentations for of what a disciple is, you know. But this was good. Simply put, someone who loves and obeys Jesus. So I ask you today. Are you a disciple of Jesus? Do you love and obey Jesus all the time? Most people know me that, that would say, Yeah, 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 pretty good. Well, what about when you get to really know me? Would my spouse say, That Joe Costley, he's a disciple? When my children say, my dad's a disciple of Christ? What would your close relatives, your spouses, your kids, your family members, your parents, what would they say? Would they say, yep, I can see the fruit. He's a disciple. She's a disciple because she or he is someone who loves and obeys Jesus. So let's see what this looks like. Oh, wait, I'm reading it from here. Matthew chapter 16. I wrote down the Amplified because I really like it. Kind of gets everything together. Makes sense. You can follow along. This will have a little extra. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interest, take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. And I I don't know if I said it, but Matthew 16, 24 through 27. For whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death but whoever loses his life in this world for my sake will find it that is life with me for all eternity for what will what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world through wealth fame and success but forfeits his soul or what will a man give in exchange for his soul For the Son of Man is going to come in the glory and majesty of his father with his angels, then he will repay each one in accordance with what he has done. See, I like how the amplified just go ahead and we know what it's talking about, but he just goes and puts it in there. That way nobody can get confused. Sometimes I need that. I just need not to be confused that's why I like the Amplified whenever I'm, I'm researching I'm studying. So I wanted to read that to you. So now we know the cost. Jesus says to pick up the cross. Especially in those days, they knew what it meant. We know what it means now because Jesus went to the cross to die for our sins. That's one of the prayers that our little son Dalton, he's changing. He likes to pray, thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross. I say, hey, son, why don't you change it where you say, Thank you for for coming back to life. And so now he's, because Jesus, you know, we use it as a learning point. Jesus didn't stay on the cross. He went to the grave for us, and he came back to life for us. He defeated death for us. So good. Anybody died for you lately? Jesus did. Let us never forget and so we know what it's called, the, the, what it's, he's told us to be his disciple here. Now sw- go a few chapters over to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. So he said, This is what it looks like to be my disciple. You need to be willing to die to self. And then in 28, Matthew 28, 18, he tells us what we are to do. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So he told us what it's going to look like if you want to be a Jesus follower. You want to be a disciple of Christ you got to deny yourself. And then the other thing is, he said, you need to be willing to go. It's not just for us. Jesus came to this earth for us. He would have came if you were the only person, if I was the only person. But he came for all of us. And he said, guess what? Now it's your turn to go tell somebody else. And that's what we need to be about. As a believer As we are walking day in, day out, staying connected to the vine, we need to be willing to go tell somebody. Our mission statement here at Oakton is to go, save, disciple, send. North, south, east, and west. Say it with me. Go, save, disciple, send. That's what we are about. And I'm encouraging you guys to be a part of that. Some of you guys have been here longer than before I was born. No, not look, I'm looking at. And some of you guys are here for the first time today. I want all of us to be able to stand before the throne of God and say yes. I want us to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to be productive while I'm here. If you guys want to be productive while you're here, I encourage you to open up your word. Let's listen to what the Lord tells us to do. And then, as Jim preached last week, let's go do it. Let's not just be, you know, we need to pray, we need to listen, we need to receive, then listen, and then we need to do. We need to go be doers of the word. Uh, One of the things they taught us in in this training was that Every believer is a full-time missionary. Ever thought about that? Think about this. Where you work is a mission field. I like to call it ministry in the marketplace. Where you go to school if you go to school. Where you go to work out if you go to the gym or, or if you go to play cards or whatever you do in your, your free time. Wherever you go, that is a mission field. Now we have some gentlemen that are going here in March, right overseas. They're taking it a step farther to go over. That's a big go, right? Go save disciples sin. that's a big go overseas. and I want to be all of us to be praying for them. but everywhere we are is a mission field. One of Pastor Ken's sermons, he made this statement, "As you are going and making." Disciples, he said, you can't, let me read it so I get it right. You can't trust someone you don't know. And I took that two ways. One, if we don't know Father God and His love, we're not going to trust Him right. So we need to get to know Him. And the other thing is, if people don't know us, they're not going to trust us. But we need to get to know people. I, I joked around this. Uh, last time I thought I, Mr. Paul back there, uh, when I worked at the seed plant came in and, and I went up and introduced myself, came out of my office and everything, introduced myself. And he's like, yeah, I know who you are here. Sit on the opposite side of the church, you know, and I just sank. Oh, and Paul and I are good. I know who he is now, right? (laughs) But if you don't know somebody here, get to know each other. We're to be the hands and feet with Christ as the tail. We are to be the body of Christ. How are we going to work together good and go and make disciples if we don't even know each other? And just wait. There's soon not to be enough room to sit down. So don't be late because you might not have a seat. We need to get to know people. And the thing about getting to know people is you get to know the kind of maybe the ugly side. The side that's not put on Facebook for just the world to see, right? It's no longer keeping up with the Joneses. You guys heard me say this? Because the Joneses, you actually had to go to their house and you had to know them. Here, now, in the world we live in, people take 30 pictures to get the perfect one to post on Facebook. I know, because we do that, because we have two boys that don't want to look at the camera. Right? Now... Oh yeah, Heather says she doesn't post them on Facebook. But we know what it's like to get that perfect picture. So now what we're doing, especially some young people, we're trying to live up to what a false identity is of a social media world. And it's dangerous. But the other side of getting to know people, when you get to start doing doing life with people, you're going to get to know them, but they're also going to get to know you. And the big thing, a big takeaway from Pastor Jim's sermon is that they're not going to do necessarily what you tell them to do, but they're going to do what you show them. If you're over here witnessing, okay, use the example of, of the, if you pray for your waitress or waiter, and then they hear you having cruel jokes or cussing or you know, whatever it is of the flesh or worldly thing, is that a very good witness? They're probably not going to want what you have. But if they hear conversations about loving people and loving God, that's a good example. And when you get to know those people and you bring them in your homes and you ride with them in your vehicles, they're going to know what you're listening to. They're going to know what you're watching. They're going to know what's in your fridge. They're going to know what you do you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. They're going to get to know you. And so people are not going to do necessarily what you tell them, they're going to do what you show them. And I got an example of this, and I've told some of you guys, but my son Asher is three years old, he just turned three in December, right before Christmas, and we were at my grandma's house, and we were getting ready to eat and open presents, you know, and read the Bible story, everything that we do on Christmas, right, you should read the Bible story. And... My grandmother has all these old cell phones, like the flip phones, right? Some in here may still have those, but the old ones don't work anymore, right? And, and so the old ones and like a couple of the old Nokia's, if you plugged them in, they probably still work. You know, the ones that had the snake game, they just went forever, right? But those cell phones are in like a basket in my grandma's house and all the kids play with them and it's funny. Well, Asher, he grabs one and I told him, put it down. You know, we're going to pray and we're going to eat. And he gave me, he's walking around and he was dressed up for church. We dressed up for church. And when we went to my grandma's, to get pictures of grandma and all this stuff. And this is what he did to me. He's walking. He went. And I thought, are you kidding me? And I did. I said, Asher, get over here. You know, and my flesh was starting to come out a little bit. I said, you don't give dad the wait a minute finger. You just get over here. And he went, yeah, yeah. Like three or four times, and I'm like, I'm done. And everybody thought it was funny, and everybody thought it was cute. But my dad heart started breaking, and my heartstrings started tugging, because that is what my son has seen as okay. He watched me do that. When I come home, and I'm on the phone, and I give him the hug, and I, I keep going. He saw it for me. And it opened my eyes that it didn't matter what I said to him. I told him, "Hey, put your fake phone down, right? You know, I know you're not talking to anybody. It's not real. Put your fake phone down and get over here. We're going to pray." And you know, you'd think you'd want to eat. He always eats. You'd think you'd want to open presents, but no, he was—he was too busy. And it—it it hurt. I saw what my son has been taught from me. And so I'm trying to make adjustments. Sometimes I have to sit in the vehicle before I come inside, (laughs) before I get off the phone. But people are going to do what you show them. So if you're walking in the Spirit, you're connected to the vine day in, day out, they're going to see the fruit in your life. And they're going to follow that. You're going to follow that example. And people will recognize Jesus in your life. I thought of another example, and you're going to have to bear with me, because if you're not a Jeep person, you may not get it or care. But I'm a Jeep guy. we got some more Jeep people in here. I know there's a few over here and over here, at least a couple, right? And if Pastor Kent's watching, I'm talking about a Jeep Wrangler, okay? (laughs) So anyway, he'll get that. So on certain Jeep Wranglers, you see the Rubicon sticker on the the hood okay that means there's certain things that it is equipped with uh that others don't it has lockers it has a four to one transfer case okay it has different gears it has comes out with four ten gears there's certain things that make it a rubicon but in the certain jeep world there's people who just put the sticker on right now i'm not calling them out but they know who they are okay and and so you put the sticker on and it looks great because most of the time you can't tell, right? Most of the time you can't tell. But when it gets ugly and you're in, you need that four-wheel drive and you need those lockers, you don't just need a front and a back, you need all four wheels grabbing, maybe trying to climb a hill or get out of the mud or something, you know who is faking it because <laughs> that locker ain't working because there's not a locker to even engage if they just have the sticker, Okay. That's just a little insight how my mind works. Okay, Now I'm going to call us all a bunch of Jeeps. We as believers, we need to have more than just a sticker. We need to be fully equipped to go day in, day out to do what God has called us to do. We need to make sure that whatever that ugly, sticky mess is that maybe people pull us into or maybe need, people need help getting out of or maybe we have found ourselves in, We need to make sure that we are equipped with the word of God and the Holy Spirit in us so that we are able to get ourselves out. Because as I said a second ago, Jesus is the victory. That's how you get out. That's how you make it through the situation. That's how you get out of the valley. The youth and I, we were talking about the light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes a tunnel, you don't see the end of it because it has a curve in it. You keep going out of faith. You don't give up. You keep walking by faith, day in, day out, connected to the vine, and the light at the end of the tunnel will come. Jesus promises it will come. We keep our eyes on Him, and He says, let everything else fall in line. It will be there. His promises are what? Yes and amen. We know that they are true. We believe it because we know it's alive and active. So in closing today, the praise team wants to go ahead and come up. As they're coming up here, I got a few questions for you to, just to kind of recap as, as we get time for altar time. And, and just, just to tell you, you know, these altars are just to spend time with the Lord. This is not something like if you got, you know, you did something wrong and, and, and you're convicted. This is a time to come into the presence of the Lord. This is a time to be bold and get out of your seat and say, yep, Holy Spirit, I felt that nudge. I'm going to respond. This is a time to be one-on-one with Christ. Is it uncomfortable to get out of our seat sometime? Yes. It's going to be uncomfortable when you go talk to somebody and pray for somebody too. But if we can't do it in here, where we all get along, we all love each other, how are we going to do it outside these walls? So I encourage you to be bold today. I'm going to read some questions to you and just jog your memory of what we talked about. First one is, healthy plants naturally produce fruit. How healthy is your spiritual walk today? Can you see the fruit? All of the fruit of the Spirit. Can you see Him in your life? Are you willing to pick up your cross and follow Him? And then are you willing to go and make those disciples that He's called us to do? And then one that I picked up from the training, I love it, is this one. What is God saying to you, and what are you going to do about it? Man, I love that. What's God saying to you, and what are you going to do about it? Are you going to ignore it? The problem with ignoring the Holy Spirit speaking to you is he'll speak to you again. But next time, maybe the nudge won't be quite as hard. And he'll speak to you again, and maybe it's a little softer, and a little softer. And the sad thing is, you get into a point where eventually you stop hearing from the Holy Spirit. And the things you once thought were bad and sinful no longer seem bad anymore. And you find yourself so lost, you don't even know how you got there. But maybe today, if you're over here, here's the good news. He says, Come in line, and I'm right there. He says, I'm standing, and you have to open the door. Right? And he's knocking. He says, Draw on to me, and I will draw unto you. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all those that are here. I thank you for your word that it is alive right now. And Holy Spirit, as we. We welcomed you into our presence. Lord, speak to us now. Holy Spirit, I ask that you move amongst us. Let us feel your presence. I ask for for boldness in this church body, whether they're here in person or online or at another location. I ask that we are the people that are your hands and feet. I ask that we are the people who you have equipped to go and do what you called us to do, to go make disciples. And Lord, I know we are. And so therefore, if there is any doubt in here today, Lord, we believe, but help our unbelief. Take care of that right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you so much for what you're doing in this body. I thank you for this, these kingdom workers right here. I thank you for their willingness to go out and be the people you've called us to be. I thank you for those in this room right now and that are watching that love and obey you, Jesus. Help us to be productive. Help us to do it well. Help us not to ignore your Holy Spirit's presence any longer as we recenter on you right now. Lord, move amongst us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.